Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gary said it, and he did, and you could see Jim Mazzulli go, aha, aha. You laughed. Okay. Lied. Yo, here you we go. It, you want it like that? Okay. All he right. reached in his back pocket. I got the you know, Let me get this thing out of my back pocket real quick. <laughs> I got some questions for you, big boy. <laughs> Gary hates us right now. I don't hate it. Like, one, they lost the game. No, I'm saying. Okay. I, I'm Herm Edwards. You played to win the game. Like the whole concept of like, oh, he got you. If if, if they had won, I would take yes. Right. Honestly, they lost the game. So th- what am I asking about? Like I'm asking because it was a problem. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. All right, it's another episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast. I am Josue Pavone. He is Cedric Maxwell. We're joined by a special guest, Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe, also one-third of the A-List Podcast, CLS Media's A-List Podcast. And this episode, just like every episode, of course, is powered by FanDuel. Head over to FanDuel.com slash Boston. Find out how you can win big, especially betting on the NFL, the NBA, spreads, all that good stuff. Find out over at FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. Max, uh, Gary, welcome back. Uh, heck of a week for the Celtics, right? I mean, you you drop the uh, the the back to back losses. You take care of business on a, a rare Friday, Saturday back to back, and now you're going into a, a matchup against the New York Knicks. You got a rematch against the Philadelphia 76ers. I definitely want to talk about that last matchup between uh, Celtics and Philly. But I guess the I guess the best place to start is uh, first and foremost. I don't know if you know this, Max. You probably don't, but this is. This is episode 200. So I know, Gary, you must be thrilled. And you must be honored that we, we brought you on the episode 200 of the Cedric Maxwell podcast. Come on, give it up. Give it up. Give it up for us, Max. Come on. Just the reaction I expected. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs> Slow clap. Anyways, all right. I guess we'll, we'll get back into that later. <laughs> but the Celtics, like I said, care business at home. Uh, the, the second game. Uh, against the Toronto Raptors, uh, the latest game, one seventeen to ninety four, and you know this is a this is an issue that winning teams or championship built teams often face, right? Sometimes the the lopsided score doesn't always go well, you know, for for the other team, especially when they feel like the the the, the one that's way ahead is, is is starting to to dig in a little too deep, and that was the case, I guess, after this one uh, or towards the end of it, rather when the when the Boston Celtics Joe Mazzula used uh, his final challenge around what was it around after the three minute mark or the two minute mark of the fourth quarter 
uh, Dennis Schroeder and the Toronto Raptors didn't like that all too much. And uh, Gary, you you got a chance to to, to catch up with with Schroeder. What, what did he have to say about it? Because I was I was surprised it was it was made uh, such a thing, especially after Joe Mazzulla addressed it and then it carried over. Yeah, I think that they were upset. The players were felt disrespected because there was a twenty seven point lead. It was three thirty nine left, and it was one of those it was out of bounds call. You know, is it going to make a huge difference in the game? Absolutely not. Uh, is it going to make any difference at all? No. Um, so I think the Celtic, I mean, the Raptors felt like, come on, man, you're just trying to rub it in. You're trying to, you know, just let this get, let us get out of here healthy. Let you guys get out of here healthy. We'll see you again Friday in Toronto for the rematch. <laughs> but then you calling a timeout and prolonging this thing and just trying to show us up is a little much. So I think they took it negatively. Joe said he was fighting for his players, but Schroeder told me that it was a disrespect. Well, you don't challenge nothing when you're up 30 points. I mean, it's all it's it all depends on how you look at it. I mean, you know, challenges weren't a, a case in Maxwell's day, in Max's day. Uh, but you know, showing people up or rubbing it in <laughs> is a part of what has been like that in sports for decades, for years, for generations. When do you let up? When you know. I mean, Missoula had Jason and Jalen in the game deep into the fourth quarter. Um, Toronto, we saw it several times last year where Toronto had to put in its reserves and bench guys before the Celtics did. The Celtics zone was up 30 points. So I think the the Raptors probably looked at that too. That probably played a factor. Like why yeah, is I think that was, Tatum yeah. and Brown still in here? And then I think they went and um, he put Banton in. And I think Banton – replaced white like they didn't even take out jason and jalen when, when the first kind of <laughs> that was the first thing. line of subs yeah it was like eventually they did but i think obviously the raptors probably looked at that then they looked at the looked at the uh challenge was like okay man what y'all trying to do to us like what do we do to y'all like you know the rivalry is kind of gone like they know I mean, they're rivals. It used to be, you know, when it was like DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. and all Right, or, or even in the bubble, kind of. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah exactly. It was Nick Nurse now. Nick Nurse ain't there no more. <laughs> you know, Fred Van Bleed is gone. Lowry, all them dudes is gone. You know, so like, what's up with this? And so, yeah, I just think it's funny that it was Schroeder to be like, wait, all right, wait a minute. Like, he, he got into the, like the the <laughs> refs huddle, which is like, why why are we reviewing this to begin with? Like, why, just, why are you guys? Just, I mean. I mean, both of you guys are saying that, but I do like what Joe Mazzucca said. He said, I, I was fighting for my guys. Yeah. He said, would I be different if Tatum and Brown made that call? Would I say time out there? Or now I have other players, lesser players in there, and I'm not going to – he said, I'm, I'd be disrespecting them. So I did like right. his answer, but for me as a player personally, if I was on the Raptors, I'd be bullshit. And I'd be right. I'd be right. I will be writing this one down. And the words I heard after that was that Missoula was in the huddle, and and they were talking about it. And Schroeder kind of challenged him, like you know, it's that's BS. And and then yeah, I think that uh, the coach said, well, Joe Missoula looked at the head coach of the Raptors, said, you're gonna let him talk to me like that. And, and the coach said, mm. yeah, that is bullshit. So this this game coming up with the Raptors could have a have a little. A little sour taste to it. The question I asked that wasn't a game for um, uh, for uh, Vegas, was it? 
It wasn't a game for Vegas. The one Friday no. is. The okay, one the Friday one Friday is. will be. So you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're going to be trying to pile on points uh, because points make a difference when you talk about being in that particular uh, lineup. So you, you look mean right now. Damn. He's listening to you. He's focused, man. stereotypical black thing. Damn, brother ain't smiling. He got to be upset. Right? Damn, I'm not. He said you got the angry resting face. The angry resting face. Come on, Max. Wow. I didn't even I didn't even notice it until you brought it up, Max. I mean, I I'm, didn't in even great, I'm in a great mood. Stop that, Max. Don't do that. Don't, but, look, does not mean I'm upset. <laughs> it's a beautiful if anything, if it's anything, beautiful you can look no. at it. The Raptors can look at it as you guys trying to run up the scoreboard, but you could also look at it as Joe Mazzula trying to show the refs that hey, you you guys still not getting this right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, the score doesn't There's matter. Sides to it. But, There's both sides. If you that down for your players like that, then that's that's important to, right. to point out. Yeah. Also, and I that's mean, that's what I noticed, Gary, because percent had this, will take it, and, and percent all, had this look on his face. Jay, like, I mean, and then you, yeah. look, I said before, you had Jason and Jalen playing against their 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 third teamers. You know, mm. and, and 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 people know, like Jason trying to put up his numbers. Jason trying to get to thirty. He's trying to, you know, his his season average is down from last year. And, then, and you know, because they're so balanced, so Jason's like, listen, I'm gonna put up some numbers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. get my threes up. I'm gonna get my shots up. So those guys <laughs> notice that there's yeah. no relationship between Darko, the new Toronto coach. I don't think, and and the Celtics. There's no issues there. So I just thought. And I think Joe can maybe probably get caught up in just the the, the game and and doing everything right. And I'm I'm talking about like the the fabric of the game, challenging every call, making sure as opposed to like okay, let me just let this one go. Let me just let me right. just hey Peyton, I'm not gonna challenge this. Like it's just not the t right yeah. time for that. It's just not. Well, let's face it too, Gary. For most coaches, when you're in that situation, it, the game turns into practice, right? Like you're trying to see, you know, what what, what lineups you can get away with. Uh, obviously, you're, you're getting that that uh, that opposing team that's not one of your own. So you, it kind of feels like a scrimmage of anything. Like I look at it as that's the way Missoula's seeing it in week three of the regular season, right? It's still early. So hey, he's, he's still got to figure out this second unit, figure out the bench. But you're also Yo, – how, also... how about let's talk about this. Let's talk about just how good the Celtics didn't look. Yeah. There were some stretches where them boys were rolling. And, man, that Porzingis thing right now, and uh, um, um, you're, you're playing with all this house money, and then you got Holiday playing the way he has. Man, this this lineup is is really good. Now, if you can have right. uh, Sam Hauser hitting shots like that, Peyton Pritchard knocking down, and uh, the guy who's been greatly maligned or nobody talked about was was the Condor. Nobody talks about him anymore. You know, he did mm -hmm. a, a great job in the middle of uh, you know of just running around, blocking shots, dunking the basketball. I, I love what they did last night. You talking about Luke, or are you talking about Luke? Condor. Luke. <laughs> I, I was thinking Luke, but I was before. The Condor, man, he's soaring in, brother. You got the, you got the, you know what? Listen, stop watching so much TV and listen to it. Who's, call, who's calling him that? Oh, 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 listen oh, on the radio, Max, oh, at the game. Max is, 
Max is the you one calling him that. Look, we're all supposed to look, call him that because Max is the one calling him that. Gary, you're sitting right behind me. I don't you hear you. Be, you should be able to hear me stand the condor. And Max, I <laughs> applaud you. I applaud you yeah, for yesterday where it was halftime and they took your seat. They didn't give you – you had to sit where the usher sits while they did an interview. And there's six foot nine Max sitting there waiting to do them to do an interview. And then Max is – I'm sure Max is like, you know what? If these folks don't get up out my seat – No. <laughs> no, Gary. No, no. You, you were this close to getting to that point. No. Oh, 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 Gary. I don't get paid by the word, okay? I don't get paid I by know, the word. Still, you don't sit where the ushers are. You're the Hall of Famer. They want to ask questions. <laughs> they want to have a little segment. I'm good with that. Knock yourself out. Said, I'll get over there. You should have said, all right, I'll see you in the fourth quarter. I'm taking the third quarter. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. should have said. All right, well, Max, I got a question for you then. If if this team is so good, if this lineup is so great, why is uh why is Joe Mazzula, Why was he in his feelings after that loss in Philly? Like, why was he looking at Gary Washburn's archives and looking at uh, the 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 what is it the differential the three point differential and and what happened seven years ago compared to now and and not and saying how not much has changed uh, what compared to the way the Celtics shot the three-pointer in that game. I mean, Max, what did you think in terms of, like, what went wrong in that in that uh, game in Philly? Because they, they had them, man. It was a heck of a comeback in those last couple I mean, of minutes. I mean, you're playing one of the best teams right now in in the world, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia's playing as well as anybody. So Number one in the East right now. You had an opportunity to win that game at home. You know, it, it's funny, though. If Greg Popovich turned around and asked that Somebody asked him that question, and Greg went off. Nobody would say anything, but Joe Mazzula says something, and everybody's, oh, my God, Joe Mazzula, they, you know, a cage match with him and Gary. Uh, but I just believe that Joe Mazzula is trying to get as much out of it as he can. Now, I, I, don't, think he, I don't think he minds the argument. He does, he's not looking like Brad Stevens was friendly, sugarcoated. Put your arms around you. Joe Mazzula is just the opposite, guys. And I think we all know that. He wants to be feisty. He wants that to, to relate to his players. So I, I don't see too many things he said wrong. Uh, you know, coaches have their opinions about things. And sometimes they write receipts. And he had written a receipt for Gary. That was that was the receipt that had to be paid. Yeah. I don't I care mean, how long ago it was. That was receipt. Yeah, Gary, he wasn't he, he wasn't you know, googling your articles right before. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't googling Gary's articles right before that press conference. He had that one in his back pocket. He had that one in his okay. Let's save this for later for when the the, the three point shot's going to be addressed. The three point attempts will be addressed in some form of question. And of course, that happened to be Gary, and that was the very first question. So he so he went off. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. 
Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 800-GAM-1234. Gary said it and he did. And you could see Jim Mazzulli go, aha, aha. He laughed. Okay. He laughed. Yo, here you we want go. It, you want it like that? Okay. All he right. reached in his back pocket. I got the receipt. Let me get this thing out of my back pocket real quick. I got some questions for you, big boy. Gary hates us right now. I don't hate it. Like, one, they lost the game. No, I'm saying. Okay. I, I'm Herm Edwards. You played to win the game. Like, the whole concept of, like, oh, he got you. If if, if they had won, I would take yes. Right. Honestly, they lost the game. So, th- what am I asking about? Like, I'm asking because it was a problem. Um, Secondly, three-point shooting for this franchise has been a problem for – seven to eight years. The whole philosophy of shoot threes or die has not gotten them a championship. If I was covering the Warriors, I wouldn't say a word, right? <laughs> wow. Because wow. Yeah. they got elite shooters. The Celtics have good three-point shooters. They don't have elite three-point shooters. They have streaky ones. Jason, when he's on, he can be on, right? When he, But he's a step below. Same with Jalen is streaky. Hauser, but the point is, is that I felt just my case in that game when they had a chance to rally because the, the Joe was trying to tell me, well, we lost the game in the second quarter. Okay, you could say that, but you didn't lose the game in the second quarter. You lost control of the game in the second quarter. So you were up 11 and you were then down seven at halftime. You allowed a 39 point second quarter. So you had a chance with a couple of more possessions to maybe go up 16, 18, 20 points in the second mm-hmm. quarter. You lost it because you didn't hustle for offensive rebounds. You got you didn't block out. You let Maxi get to work. You let Embiid get to work. Some of their bench guys hit shots. So to me, you lost control of the game. But you didn't lose the game. You were down one with three minutes left in the third quarter. That's a winnable game. But they decided to start launching threes. Derek White took 11 threes in that game. So I thought it was a fair question to say, did y'all settle, especially when you're shooting twos well? It, yeah. Against Toronto, they were remarkable from the two-point land. They were okay from three. So my point is is that if the point is last year, remember that huddle, if y'all don't remember, where Eric Spolster basically told his guys in East Conference Finals, just let them keep shooting threes. That's all they got. All they got, they predictable. Let's stop them from the paint, cut the paint off. Let Force Jalen left. Yeah, yeah, let them keep <laughs> shooting threes. That was the plan, right? So obviously the league knows the Celtics are in love with a three-pointer. So if that's your strategy, they didn't get you, get it done, you get Porzingis, a dude who can hit mid-range. You get Holiday, a dude who can hit mid-range and also post up. You should be more variant and easier ways to score. <laughs> So if your whole thing is we're just going to keep shooting threes, they missed 60 threes total in the losses to Philadelphia and Minnesota. And then you lost both games by a combined eight points. So mix in a two, 
Like, I, you know what? I, I I agree with what you're saying like that. Relevant. There were there were at, <laughs> at least I could count them at least ten times that they missed Porzingis with the post up. Porzingis had his man on his back, giving the basketball the way he was playing against Philly, scoring, getting him in trouble, getting him beat in trouble. So I agree that they had opportunities that they kind of kicked away the same way in Minnesota. Porzingis had the opportunity in those games to get going, and it just seemed like it, it was a point where everybody was saying, I got to get mine, I got to get mine, I got to get mine. That is where the mentality of team cannot be if they want to win the championship. If they play collectively, and don't worry about who gets theirs, this team, to me, can win the championship. But if they start thinking that I got to get mine, as Gary said, well, Browns averages down from last year. Dude, you got your bag. Just play the game. No. It, it, your points are going to come to you regardless. Tatum, you, you're going to get your bag. Points are going to come to you regardless. So your, your opportunities to score in the paint, you know how I feel about that, are a lot better this year because you have Porzingis, mm-hmm. whereas Rob Williams, he was, he was only going to try to dunk the basketball. Porzingis, what he does really well, is he posts up and he gets fouled and he goes to the free throw line and that helps your team out. Well, that's what happened in Minnesota, if you ask me. Like it was just like, okay, you go and then I go. You know what I mean? Like especially in that overtime, and and, and that's what killed them. I mean, the, the the Timberwolves had the stops that they needed, and of course, Anthony Edwards went off the way he did. So yeah, I mean, look, you, you look at the three point shot, and it's obviously worth bringing it up, especially if that was the approach in the second half when obviously. Things matter more, right? When you have to close things out, it's and this is something that he's done. This is something he did a, a lot last year when he was like, "Oh, when when, when the Celtics would come out of halftime as like a completely different team and, and not in a good sense, right?" And then it would go back to, "Oh, well, we had a bad second quarter," you know, like what like what Gary said, like you can still win this game, you lose control of the game in the second quarter, but when you have a whole second half to make a difference, as we've seen so many times last year, where the Celtics have come back or they they just came into the second half with a different attitude and took took over the the you know the game. That's the kind of approach that we want to see more often, you know? Yeah, I mean, the whole concept of winning quarters, man, that's a CBA, and that's before your time goes away. But that's the <laughs> what, they used to, they used to add the points or something? What was a different that's system? A, in, in, in the Continental Basketball Association, which was basically the G League before the G League, it was a minor league for basketball. Okay. They used to, used to win a point by winning a quarter, right? They just oh, they wanted okay. to be different. So- it was – it was, you know, it was a low budget ABA. I don't, I love the ABA, right? Like the ABA is one, the greatest thing since sliced bread. I love the days of the ABA. But the Continental Basketball Association used to give teams credit for winning quarters. Okay. And so the whole concept of like, well, we won quarters is great, but in it, you, you play to win the game. Like I'm like, <laughs> like I'm Herb. I'm like Herb Edwards here. Like <laughs> Joe, like he pointed out about the quarters. It's like, but Joe, you a lot of 39 point quarters. So that kills everything. So yeah. he, he was right. We lost the game in the second quarter in his eyes because we allowed, we allowed something abnormal, a 39 point quarter. Well, how do you, how do you think that happened though? Because you're saying that, but you're saying like the they quarter, are that quarter was like they didn't hustle. They got Philadelphia got a bunch of second chance points. They hustled more. Maxi got a lot of rebounds, and Maxi's the fastest dude on the floor, so he ran up the floor, got transition opportunities. Like they just ran the Celtics off the floor. The Celtics were technique wise, they didn't block out on rebounds. They let Paul no. Reed and those Started guys, Oubre, yeah, Paul Reed. 
and, and let's give a shout out to Ubre. Hope he, he he recovers and gets back oh, on the yeah. floor after what happened to him. But I've always liked Kelly Ubre, and I, as I've said on a previous podcast with A list, I thought the Celtics should have went after him. I thought he would have been great for them, but he's doing good in Philadelphia, and I hope he gets back on the floor really soon because that's some unfortunate stuff get hit by car. But like he was pivotal, like Batum, like those guys did little things, and the Celtics just kind of got caught up. And all of a sudden, you allow thirty nine point four. That's gonna happen. Like, so, like you can't draw out a basketball game. You can't script a, a game. You can do as much as you want in terms of planning, and this is the way it should be. And this guy only hits three point five shots per game. One night, that dude's gonna hit ten. This is the league. Man. We sat there and watched Marcus Smart hit eleven threes in a game. He's got the record. <laughs> He's got the record. Like, we've yeah. seen that. Like Man. that happens. And you can go by your, like, well, conventional thinking, but to me, sometimes 39-point quarters happen. I didn't – I thought the Celtics said before, lost control, but I thought they had a chance to win it late in the third quarter. They didn't score for the last 325 of the third quarter. They also got 9 nothing, and then they were in a real hole. I don't even really count that comeback toward – Philadelphia just kind of blew it. Like, the Celtics decided no. to hoop in the last three minutes <clears throat> of the game and almost well, came back. Well, I think – well, you look at also right. you look at you look at Jalen Brown's game in Philly, that you know he didn't he did not have his kind of game. No. And you think about right. the la- the last two possessions, he knocks down two threes, then he makes a great defensive play play, and you have a you still had a chance to win that basketball game. Another thing can be said about that particular game was that you look at Pritchard. Pritchard did not score on that road trip. Did not score. <laughs> He didn't. Yeah. He didn't run back. Zero. He went zero for and, zero for and, eleven. He's a guy. He's a guy who's been critical for you. Look at these couple of games in Boston. He has been all over the place, knocking down shots. I'm hoping that he is going to be more of a road player than just a home player, yeah. because you know it's easy playing in Boston yeah. because the fans are cheering you. But on the road is where, for me, that's where the real players are. are when you got guys booing you and saying all kind of stuff, that is where you really make your mark. I mean, my 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 thing when I used to come to L.A. is I used to love to make kids cry. I love to make them cry after the game. That was like, it's yeah, tough, I, man. I wanted to cry. <laughs> That's to awful, man. Crying to their moms and dads. <laughs> I can't believe what happened. I love that. that, man. You know, That's I, awful, you know man. I grew up in LA, man. You know I was my me and my friends, man. Stop that. He's talking about you. Don't say that like you didn't know that. You know I grew up in South Central LA. I didn't you know, even pick up on that. I didn't you know that. That's me and my friends, <laughs> man. Come on, man. I can't believe cornbread. But he fouled that man we like that. Got, I hate that. God. Hate that cornbread. We see. Yeah. Oh, I can see. I can see Gary at the bus stop right now. The next morning, <laughs> man, we screw the Celtics, man. They, they, they cheated. They I'll just say, I'll say this. I'll say this, man. We talked about this many of times. You were not on the hit list in L.A. ML Carr was. ML Carr would not have y'all made. couldn't stand him. Huh? ML Carr. Cats wanted. Cats wanted. It was. It was, it was, right, you could tell. Out. You could tell when when Q brought him. Yeah, when Ice Q brought it up on the thirty for thirty. Uh, <laughs> that's how. That's how you could tell. Car. That's yeah. the dude that folks, cats in the streets wanted. It wasn't Max. 
Max was like, yeah, he talk a lot of mess, but he get it done on the floor. When it's freaking ML, that brother at the end of the bench. Oh, I love Boston. <laughs> he waving that damn towel. Brothers, brothers about to put a hit on him, man. I mean, I mean that was the guy that folks hated. But yeah, I mean, that's, but you, you, you know the Lakers, what they end up calling ML, they call him Fiddler. No, after roots, that's what like roots. Uh, like they don't, uh, they don't uh, even know that reference. He wrote, no, we, I mean we, we I okay, get it. We okay, boss. How we yeah. it it's, we it's like what's his him? name? It's like what life, right? The one that's like uh tell him about the gun line, boss. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, dude, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. That type of roller. So I'm gonna read to you, okay. We talked we just talked about Peyton Pritchard home and road. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Home at the TD Garden, four games. He's shooting 53.8% from the field, 14 for 26, six for 14 from three. He's averaging 9.5 points. On the road, Peyton Pritchard is one for 23 from the field, 0 for 16 from three, and is averaging 0.8 points. He has scored four points in 92 minutes on the road. Like, that has to improve. And we'll yeah. see what happens when they go to Philly on Wednesday and then Toronto and then Memphis and Charlotte on uh, their next road trip. But to me, the question is, like, when it comes to shot selection and three-pointers, is him pulling up, like, is him pulling up for a 28-footer, is that a good shot on the road? Or is that like, okay, is that self-awareness to be like, I'm not making no shots right now. Like I need, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna divert, or I'm gonna try to get myself going. So that's the whole thing. It, it's not a right or wrong answer, but um, they need they need a better bench. And I think that you know, and I asked Joe about like, okay, who do you need to see? Like, what do you want to do in terms of like getting minutes? O'Shea Percet. I like Lamar Stevens for. Whatever reason they're not playing Lamar. He hasn't even seen the like, floor. He didn't get yeah, last but, night. I don't know but, what's up. Um, you know, Keita. Maybe Keita takes Cornette's minutes. I like Cornette. He's a he worked. He plays hard. And he's doing. Like, but to me, but, he don't, he don't he's hurt it. though. He, he don't read. Yeah, like hopefully he can get back and give them right. some kind of like maybe uh, another, you know, option at the big at the backup big, but. It's like to me, I like the one thing I don't want to see. If you're such a fan, you don't want you don't want Tatum and Brown and all them to get tired out by April because the bench ain't been doing their job. You want the bench to to do well, and like you said, Max, it's easy to play in Boston. So Pritchard Pritchard's hit one shot <clears throat> on the road this year. Like I can repeat the numbers: 90, <laughs> ninety-two minutes on the road this year. He has played. He has hit one shot. Um, yeah. All the other numbers are about the same. Assists, rebounds, like, you know, it's just, I don't know what it is. It is a psychological. His offensive rating on the road is 59. Wow. Like, That's crazy. He, meanwhile, he, Hauser, meanwhile, Hauser is just. Max, Bobby, and, and uh, I meant the <laughs> producer could do a 59 offensive rating. <laughs> In the NBA, <laughs> I mean, I I think that I think you look at now, 
and, and this is, I think it's a, a big week for these guys. Obviously, I haven't played that many games. You got some good games on the road. Well, you'll get a chance to see if House is able to shoot it like he did in Boston, or you get Pritchard able to knock down shots. I think that's a real good thing for this team. Uh, that that you can those guys are the ones who are going to be the difference makers, especially when Tatum and Brown are off the floor. And the, the amazing thing right now yeah. is about when Tatum's on the floor, his plus minus is unreal. Uh, I've never believed in plus minus, but man, when he's on the floor, the Celtics are much better teams going to basketball, and the numbers essentially prove that. Well, you know, to what Gary was talking about earlier about the three-point shot and shot selection, I mean, it, it's great when they're falling, right? I mean, Sam Hauser right now, was it, was it 24 for 42 in his last six games? I mean, like, is that realistic, though? What happened? Look what happened last year, right, when this team was 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 unreal from, from behind the arc, right? It was historic from behind the arc. You know, that balances out eventually. So you wonder what this second unit is going to look like and what, and what the production is going to look like when, when that eventually happens, when things even out and he's not shooting, you know, over 60% from behind the arc. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I mean, I just think they, I always think, and I think Brad, if they needed help, will get them another player to come in at the trade deadline because this is the year. Like, they feel like, because you look around the league, okay, Milwaukee's not as good as people thought. They're struggling right now. Um, Philadelphia is a factor. We'll see about Cleveland and New York. Will they be? Will they come up and, and be? Miami, I always think, is going to be there at the end, too, because they just they got some they – they're the Celtics bugaboo. But the East is to be had. And then the West, Denver's the best team right now. Um, everybody else is kind of flawed. Phoenix is not playing all that great. The Lakers are off to a slow start. The Clippers just lost to Memphis at home. Um, you know, that James, they have not won since acquiring Max's one of Max's close friends, James Harden. Um, why, why are you coming to me like that? Well, why is my boy? I don't know him like that. Favorite players, James Harden. That's your, that's your um, dude, Max. But so the East is the, 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 the it's to be had. So I think Brad will get supplement that bench if needed. But you would like to see the, the guys that they have now come in and start playing quality minutes, like you said, Max. Starting hitting shots, playing well in adverse circumstances, like on the road or whatever. Because you look at some of the other teams and it's like their benches. They got guys who can get it done on the road. They don't care where they play. They're gonna shoot and they're gonna score. And that's what you want from the Celtics. And when you sign a bunch of younger guys, Brissett, Stevens, you know, Hauser's kind of come out of nowhere, Pritchard, guys who are, aren't quote-unquote proven, who haven't done it in some place else, they got to they gotta grow those stripes and, and get be able to get it done in those yes. adverse circumstances. It, it might take a little time because, you know, uh, we look at guys like in the history of Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams, dudes are like, oh, mm-hmm. If the, as long as there's a basket and a ball, I'm going to put the ball in. I don't care. We in Siberia. 
I'm right. scoring on this dude. <laughs> like that's that's right. what they kind of need um, to take a little pressure off Jason and Jalen. Because you said before, you don't want Jalen and Jason playing 35, sorry, 39 minutes a game. And then suddenly in April, they're both tired. And I'm not saying they're young. They'll get it. They'll they'll gut it out. But what you want them to do is you want them to get some rest. You know, Jace Jalen didn't play the fourth quarter against Brooklyn. You know, like you want them to get that rest and be ready for April. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for sure. And, and you you wonder how this team's going to respond when you when you play a team like Philly. You know, the the second time a week later, right? Uh, I I like how the NBA schedule has sort of done that for this uh for this first quarter of the of the regular season where you're mat you're matching up against your Atlantic division, you know, uh teams, you kinda get them out of the way, right? Those almost back to back or is it like one game and then five days or seven days later you're playing them again. So I like that. You, for them to get those reps in and and to see what the team's gonna look like, especially after that. You know, we'll see. We'll see for sure. I mean between the Philly game and uh, Max, I was going to ask you in front of Gary because you know Gary. Gary loved what I did uh, out in New York when uh, Bobby and I did Man on the Street. So, Max, you trying to get it out on the street and outside of Philly, talk some of these fans. I don't know you. So what? You want you want to do you want to talk to some of these Philadelphia uh, uh, Sixers fans before the game on Wednesday? Bobby Absolutely. and I are going to be out there. Absolutely not. I'm still right now. I, I, I want to show them the clip. Philly. Still, I want to show them. I want to show them the YouTube right clip now. of you getting going into the stands. I want. I want them to now, see that. Something is still about that, man. People don't still don't like me in Philadelphia. They didn't like <laughs> me in Los Angeles. They didn't like me in New York. And you know, there's very few places that I got. I got love, man. Even when I I came to and played in Los Angeles, obviously playing with the Clippers. You know, I got booed every game. Every game, I got booed. Wow. Only time I got any time I got any love that year, was Gary was in there. Post. He was like, "Boo!" I'm <laughs> he sure he did. Boo this man. <laughs> so first of all, he couldn't afford the Lakers ticket. No, so no you right. How, exactly. much, how much a Clippers Bingo! How much? Bingo! Hell yes! That must have been like ten bucks. He's like, "All right, let's go, boo. let's go, boo Max, real quick." Let's what go did boo my him. father get me for my 16th birthday? What do you think, Max? Two Clipper tickets. Clipper, Clipper tickets. <laughs> you did get a was chance it, to come, man. Well, it, wasn't game, time. it wasn't to see Magic in them. It was to see Benoit Benjamin. It was to see Max. I don't even know that. Mark oh, Max Johnson, Norm Nixon. Who like, were, that you, was, yep. Do you know who we were playing Norm, that game? Norm went to the Clippers? Norm went to the Clippers? I didn't know that. No, That's everybody cool. went to the Clippers because yeah. they were cheap and they played in the hood. Let me you say, Laker tickets. Who were we playing that time? Wow. You came to I the forgot game? it was. I think it might have been Utah. It might have been Malone early. Malone Stockton. It was like, yeah. I think wow. It was oh, yeah. Wow. My father, <laughs> two Clipper tickets. Yeah, mom. Gary. Gary. He went to a lot of Clippers games. You can tell. <laughs> he's like, he's mad about it. <laughs> no, I covered the Clippers right. when I, years later, but my father, God bless his soul, got me two Clipper tickets for my 16th birthday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> This is tough. See, that's, that's how it starts, man. Your pop, like, pop is just the game. It is pro basketball. Like, I'll go see the other team. Like, okay. You know. They play oh, man. I mean, that, I mean we, we, you know, Max got put in a bad spot. The Clippers in the 80s. I mean, people don't, people think Clippers, they think in Blake and, and Chris Paul. Like, the youngsters, like, y'all know how bad it was in the 80s. Y'all know how bad it, we all just don't know. For me, I think of Derrick 
Clippers and all them, and you know the the Braves and all that. Like I think yeah, of that yeah, Clippers yeah, team for me yeah, when yeah, I was a kid. That's that's real nice, Joe Sway. That's real nice. <laughs> but that wasn't a great era either. They were terrible, man. No, but they were like, but they were better and more. Like first of all, they weren't playing in the Staples Center. The Clippers oh, played in the sports yeah. arena. The sports arena was where the, the old Lakers played when they before they moved to the Forum. Oh, so the okay. sports arena was just like the hood state. The, the sports arenas were like the LA City Championship game. It was like, let's say, playing. I, I'm trying to think of a Boston equivalent of the sports arena. Like, I can't really. <laughs> white like, Stadium? But huh? <laughs> if high school football, uh, White Stadium or yeah, like, uh, like some, Reggie yeah. Lewis, the Reggie Lewis Center or something? Yeah, like that. <laughs> it was like they, I mean, it was right in the hood. It was standing <laughs> yeah. there. It was kind of a public monument. Like, they couldn't, they couldn't tear it down because it had been like, where they had Olympic events and it was right next to the Coliseum. So that's where the Clippers played. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> and it is the front row seats. It was, was like basically like 35, 40 bucks back then front row. But then for, oh, the, man. for, for the other folks, it was like $12. Come on in. Like, come on in. <laughs> but you know, but you, but you didn't know that the guy who, who I met there initially was, who was always there was Denzel. Penny Marshall was a yeah, huge they had fair Billy Billy Crystal and then mm-hmm. in the nineties. Oh yeah, Billy Crystal loves the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The front row. I'm talking about during the eighties. The those, front row. Those people 90s. were big fans. Yeah, they, had, they got, they got had a little bit of traction. I asked Denzel about that. I said, Denzel, what uh you know, what's your next movie? He said, I can't tell you. I was like, You can't tell me why. I don't wanna and it was actually Malcolm X. I'm like, damn, I ain't trying to get no oh, part man. in the movie or nothing. But it's like, <laughs> walking out, I was walking out. Like, and, uh, like, no, Max, good chance you laughing. Yeah, Max gonna tell everybody, yeah. especially Malcolm X. He would have been told everybody. Hey, they doing a movie on Malcolm X and Denzel playing Malcolm X. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, I know why he didn't tell you that. Yeah, you would have told the whole team. I don't blame Denzel. Was that was that going to stop the movie, or you wanted me to go go to the Compton Swap meet over there and you know get some get some tapes and see? You don't understand that, Josue. There's a thing in Compton called the Swap Place. Oh my God! That's that was, was that like we could do a whole thirty for thirty on the SWAT meeting. Oh my God! Uh, that's what oh, latest movies. Oh, okay, at the bootleg oh, spot. Oh, okay. all, all, all bootleg. You come back. <laughs> you come back with Training Day six months before Training Day came out. <laughs> Gu- Gucci pocketbooks. <laughs> Gucci oh, shoes, all the- all kind, every imaginable shoe. Nike didn't even have them, but you were getting Jordans before Jordans even Jordan, came yeah. out. But yeah, the new Jordans out. Like I, I'll tell you this: so he was Lakers, doing a split. The logo. The Lakers had these alternate back a few years ago, Joe. So you probably remember the Lakers had these alternate black, like they called them the Mamba jersey. The oh yeah, yeah, black jerseys with the gold Lakers or whatever. They used to sell them with a swap meet and not in three. Like, those joints are <laughs> like, you could buy the black Laker jerseys. You said in 93. Yeah, 93. You could back the, buy the black Laker jerseys. Like, I was like, that ain't new. Oh, this is fresh. Oh, my gosh. The Lakers got black mama jerseys. I'm like, Slauson swap meet 93, man. Yeah, somebody's mad. Yeah, like, the guy who, 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 like, who created like, those. Like, you would go, you would go, like, let's say they had one in Boston. You could go and get, like, if Jay-Z had an album that was, like, you could be like, 
got the new Jay Z joint right here be, <laughs> before it came it out. Bur- it would be burned. It would be like a a a, a, co- a photocopy picture of Jay Z on the front, but it would yeah. be the, it would be the new album. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be super high quality. I wouldn't play for my girl or nothing. But if you want the new Jay Z or the new Drake? Now nah, the worst is when the it worst is when like you couldn't. Picture even... of Drake. Yeah, the worst is when you can't play it in the whip. That's what, how you know it's Gary, bad. Just, I was, the, the picture of Drake was taken like this. Hold on, Drake, stand right there. Let's yeah, exactly. I got you. And it was a photocopy <laughs> and a burnt CD, and then, then, then the oh, song would be handwritten in the thing, and you'd be like, "Yep, got my new joint." Got my new joint. Yeah. All right, well, that's gonna do it. That's, so, that's gonna yeah. do it for this episode of Century Max. We gotta do a whole segment on this. We gotta do a whole episode on that, man. I appreciate you, Gary. Uh, he's Cedric Maxwell. Like I said, episode 200. That's it, man. That, that This is a big one. We got more coming. Plenty of content coming out, man. Uh, another 100 episodes. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> you never know. Uh, Gary, before we get out of here, man, any uh, follow-up with Joe Mazzula? You guys good now? You guys are everything We're cool? We're never not good. Joe and I are fine. Like, and I'm not nah, lying nah, at or whatever. Like, I was a little surprised. I was taken off guard. And I love when people are like, whoa, if it would have been me? Oh, I would have told that dude, woo, woo, woo. Like, no, you wouldn't have because you were so surprised. <laughs> right. Like, stop that. Right. You get cut <laughs> so, off guard, right. Yeah, in, in revisionist history, because Max, you want to, you know, you know brothers like that. Oh, Max, if 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 Moses Malone would have given him talk to like you like that, that? I would have yeah, put right, Moses right. in a headlock and just whooped him up. Like, sure, you would have done that. Like, stop that, man. <laughs> All right, man, we'll like, see. <laughs> So we'll see what happens next time you tune in. Yeah. Joe and I are fine. All right, cool. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll see. All right.